Hello, and welcome in to this week's episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate that. Never want to take for granted those that are out there listening, and so thanks for giving us your time. This week, we have a, a great guest. Really excited to have him with us. Scott Bartlow teaches the basics of barbecue across a lot of platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, where he has a very loyal following. He's passionate about giving people the tools to make them a better backyard barbecue Jedi. And we are so thrilled to have him with us here today. So please welcome in Scott Bartlow. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Where are you joining us from? Where's home? Home is Oklahoma City. That's born and raised. Now I've, I've lived in different states, but that's home base. That's home base, born and raised. So you kind of moved around and then ended up back there. Uh, so, so tell me, uh, you're, so you're in kind of one of the barbecue kind of hotbeds. I would, you know, like one of the popular spots. Uh, sure. What are, let's just get cut right to the chase. Like, are there sure. places that you go to eat in Oklahoma city? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it's hard because when you start getting into barbecue and you start doing it yourself, I definitely don't frequent out as much because you can just do it at home. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you want to. Sp- I like to support our family, likes to support local businesses. So there's definitely a handful of barbecue joints uh, that we we uh, you know go to when we can. And uh, I've done the competition circuit uh, for the first time last fall and and got connected to some. Uh, you know, restaurants there and also some food trucks. So we try to venture out and support some of those as well. Okay. Do you want, do you want to name any of them? Give them a little, yeah, little publicity here in Oklahoma city um, is the butcher stand. Uh, and they, they've grand champion uh, a few barbecue, uh, a few times they've got a rub and, and sauce and they've been on a few different shows. I forget which ones, uh, you know, kind of like hidden barbecue gyms. Okay. They're awesome. Uh, I like Texlahoma um, is another one that is kind of a combination of their family merging Oklahoma and Texas barbecue together. They call it Texlahoma. Uh, had the privilege of being next to them in a barbecue competition. Got to know those guys. And then Clark's Crew Barbecue is another one. So those are two or three that nice. uh, I enjoy going to. You know, you, you brought up uh, Texlahoma. Uh, so, you know, Texas has a very definitive barbecue identity. Uh, sure. and, and I think the folks from Oklahoma, uh, I, I, you guys don't like each other, right? Like typically. Uh, <laughs> nice story, especially yeah, in sport. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, what do you think, what, what are the major differences for those that haven't experienced that kind of Oklahoma, Oklahoma city brand of barbecue? What's, what's going to be different there than what you might find in other regions around the country? Yeah, that, that's a great question. There's probably a few things that stand out to me and those that have uh, done it longer might have a, a, maybe another unique, uh, you know, perspective for sure. But one thing is just like anything, you know, a lot of states, uh, the wood, the wood smokes is going to be a very distinct aspect of what stands out to different regions. And so obviously in Texas, post oak is very popular. Uh, I would say that's still popular in Oklahoma as well. But one that when it comes to wood smoking, pecan is a very 
uh, unique unique uh, wood that is used in Oklahoma and very popular as well. So that that'd be one thing that I would say is a distinction is the wood style that's used, no matter what kind of smoker you're using. Um, obviously, very similar to Texas, brisket is still king. Okay. Uh, um, you know, a lot of barbecue joints, but I think one thing, this is kind of funny, tongue in cheek, but we're known for, and it's kind of more of the grilling area than it is barbecue, but we're known for the Oklahoma onion burger, uh, okay. in Oklahoma. uh, we're also known for, uh, smoking, um, bologna as well. Okay. Uh, I can get, I can get down with that. So that's, uh, you know, but definitely brisket still king, even in Oklahoma, no matter what joint you're going to. And all the traditional uh, barbecue meats that you're used to, but what's, uh, those what's, are what's an onion burger? Okay, man, Oklahoma onion burger. Uh, there, there's a lot of history there, uh, but essentially, um, it's a uh, smash burger, uh, smashing white onions, uh, also a little mustard on the bun, depending on what joint you go to. But essentially, it's it's pretty much just an white onions smashed into the actual patty and giving it a few minutes to caramelize and then and flip okay. it, throw on your favorite cheese. And then uh, a few barbecue or restaurants really like to put mustard uh, on the bun and, and put that on the griddle. Uh, but essentially that's really just the, it's that simple, okay. but it's just yeah. the simplicity of smashing a burger it's the white onions particularly that makes it stand out in a really nice uh you know bun uh and then you yeah. and, and also some like to put pickles on there so those are just a, some core features of it yeah I've, I've seen it on uh on instagram you know the the onions down first i guess i didn't realize that oklahoma was kind of the the origin of that yeah so thanks for thanks for the history lesson That's yeah great. absolutely yeah it's it's fun it's worth googling because if you it, it dates back to the Great Depression, where it comes oh, wow. from, and and so it was more out of necessity during the Great Depression of how do we maximize what we have or actually really don't have uh, to produce a mass amount, and so that's kind of it's worth looking up and kind of seeing. And so there's a lot of debates of what restaurant really kicked that off and who who started it, but okay. uh, it dates it dates back pretty far. Interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit about just kind of your your culinary journey and kind of, you know, how you got started in this. So where did you grow up in a family that did food, that did a lot of cooking out, uh, that was barbecue people? No, no, not at all. Uh, But I would say the closest family history of cooking would be my grandpa. Uh, He's from a small town in Oklahoma. And he owned he was a grocer. And I I do remember growing up and going to. Uh, the grocery store and he would take me kind of and where the butcher was and kind of do some unique things and cook uh, unique food, but not necessarily barbecue. But I do have that vivid memory growing up. But otherwise, my traditional, you know, my dad uh, essentially definitely was not. I grilled a kind of gas grill, burgers, steaks, just your traditional things. But it was not. It was uh, nothing complex at all i didn't get the bug earlier get passed down so it really was uh, probably in college maybe even probably in my young adult uh professional career i moved i graduated uh, college here in oklahoma city a town called edmond 
And then I moved to Chicago uh, and lived there for eight years. And probably it was in that season uh, that I started uh, getting into barbecue. Um, some just different folks I connected to, to had uh, some offset and a friend don't gave me an offset. He had a big green egg and he had an offset and he's, he knew every time I go to his house, he made just an amazing barbecue. So as a young professional in my early twenties, I was in all of that. And that's kind of, I can, I can have that vivid memory going, man, I, I want to learn how to do that. So when I first started, my eyes were set on a big green egg, but he ended up uh, being very gracious. He's like, man, have this offset. It was pretty much rusted. <laughs> it was not a quality. It was very thin metal. Uh, and I actually remember when I was single, my roommate at the time, made, I think I made brisket or ribs. And I think my roommate at the time was like, that was the worst barbecue I've ever had. Like I, I overcooked it. I didn't know what I didn't know, but I was hooked whenever you taste barbecue, that's great. But especially a friend that was, he made it awesome in his backyard. I was like, man, I got to figure this out. And that was in my early twenties. And then there was probably a season where I, I didn't do it. I just was, uh, it was a aspiration and I kind of worked at it a little bit, but it probably wasn't until COVID, uh, I got married and, uh, during COVID and right before that I, I bought a Kamado Joe uh, and, uh, and then I, I just utilized that season during COVID just to kind of start perfecting, uh, uh the barbecue skills uh, or a little bit before COVID, but definitely that ramped it up. <laughs> so pretty, uh, pretty new to barbecue overall then. Yeah. So I would say I've been smoking for like seven, like seven or eight years, yeah. uh, in, in serious, uh, but yeah, one that's been doing it in my mid twenties, I'm, I'm, I'm 41. So I've been dabbling, starting in my mid twenties, making bad barbecue. Yep. Didn't really, wasn't passionate about it. So I've, you know, definitely grilled and barbecued a little bit throughout the next 10 years. But yeah, the past seven years, um, I, I bought a Kamada Joe seven or eight years ago, um, and started doing it, but never thought I would be a content creator or one that would ever cater or anything like that until probably, yeah, three or four years ago. So I've been doing it for a longer time, but as far as just exposure and cooking for other people, probably three or four years ago or what, however long that's been now, wow. uh, I started taking it more serious and really trying to learn it, learn the craft, if you will. So Bartlow's barbecue, uh, the online presence started, in 2020 yeah yeah 2019 2020 something like that i think it was yeah i get, don't know the exact date but essentially right right, right around there but yeah i've had a kamado joe long before that but as far as online presence yeah 2019 2020 wow that is that that's that's amazing really i mean you've uh you've done a lot in in a very short time really yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, it definitely, um, you know, I'm in nonprofit uh, world professionally. I'm a pastor and that's where, uh, that's my kind of my profession and what I love doing. But then I also have found this hobby, you know, a mentor of mine once said, you know, you need to find a hobby, uh, one that fuels you up. And, and so I tried biking, I tried running marathons, I tried a bunch <laughs> of stuff and it's like, 
totally sucks. Uh, did not enjoy that experience, but I did run a marathon in Chicago, 10, 10, 10. Okay. Um, tried a lot of things, didn't stick, uh, but barbecue, uh, it, it just stuck. It's this one, that, and it grew. The passion grew, mm-hmm. and then as I learned uh, from my own mistakes, and you know, you, of course, you're still always learning, it yeah. turned into, you know what, I, I love how barbecue brings people together. Uh, and no matter what your background is, and then it turned and I, it, naturally in my profession, I, I teach and I like to, uh, I like to teach. And so that it was a natural segue for me Yes, to continue that even in the context of barbecue. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, where, where these worlds kind of intersect for you. So you're, you're a pastor, full-time, uh, pastor. Are you a lead pastor or what, what's your, what's your role? Yeah, my, I have a unique role. Um, my my role at the church is I'm essentially um, my title is called location expansion pastor. So that just okay means I'm a church planner. So I get yeah. to plant churches within my my church, and and so I here in Oklahoma City take the whole state and go okay, where do we see God moving? So yeah, I'm not the senior pastor. Uh, okay. So I but I take that vision and help figure out where are the ways we and get to do all the R and D and research for where we might want to start a church based on the needs of the community. And so we're very needs based. So we have community centers, we have a free clinic, uh, that people that are uninsured, uh, uh that, so we do a lot of unique things. We do church differently. And that's one of the ways that one of the unique things that I get to do is get to do the research and get it started. So nice. definitely I would, uh, the, entrepreneurial, um, aspect, uh, is in me. I get to do that on the, in the context of the church, uh, and then also in the context of barbecue as well. Well, uh, you know, I would, I would love if there's somebody listening in Oklahoma city in, in Oklahoma, if they're, if they're looking for a church home, would, would you say the name of the church? Uh, yeah, might, yeah, might... it's called, yeah, no problem. It's called crossings community church. Okay. Uh, it's map and man, we, I love, I call it the big C church. And so, uh, we love the church. I love the church in general. So there's tons of great churches in Oklahoma and Oklahoma city. Yeah. Uh, and you know, obviously I love where I'm at, uh, but I'm a big fan just going to find a place that makes sense and connects with you. If that's, uh, something you're looking for and you're needing, uh, tons of great churches around here. Love that. Well, good. Well, uh, if you're looking for a church, uh, look uh, look Scott up online. He'll hook you up and get you uh, situated. Give you a recommendation. If it's not Crossings, it's it's uh, it's somewhere else. Uh, so when you when you think about content, when you're out there creating that, like what's what's your kind of your your goal and kind of your point of view as you as you have established Bartlow's Barbecue Online? Like what's what's your main your main goal when you're creating that content? Man, that's a really good question. I would say there is a few different goals for me. I mean, one, just at a high level, I I'll, I love teaching, doing fast fire fun recipes, um, mm-hmm. making it really, when I use, I use the, t- the term often, like you kind of referenced it, basics of barbecue. I really want to make barbecue um, accessible for people. Yeah. And so- because you know you you if no matter what your story is like you know you if you can cook a meal in your backyard and it connects you to your neighbor or you're supporting your family or a roommate 
uh, and uh, I'm all about supporting, you know, local farmers and restaurants and all that stuff. But like, if you can do things at home as well and build a skill set, uh, it just serves you really well for so many different reasons. So right. long story short, I like, uh, creating content that is, makes barbecue accessible. So that's always a goal of mine of teaching either really, uh, no matter how complex the recipe is, you know, really showcasing step-by-step step, either in a fast way. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously if you're listening, you probably know what shorts are and, and all the TikToks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I also enjoy long form content that really takes it out a little further, but makes it, um, easy to understand. And then also doing tons of, uh, try to make content that teaches people how to utilize the grill. Um, and when, if you have issues, how to, how to actually fix them. So nice. yeah, that's, that's kind of the heart of it. I love that. So, uh, and you, like, when did you start online? Like was Instagram kind of your first yeah, kind of I, dip the toe in the water? Yes. Instagram is where it all started for me. Um, started, obviously started from zero and you know, you're, you're and I started online not to grow a platform, to be honest, that sounds yeah. really silly. And, and, you know, but for me, I, I want, like I mentioned, I use COVID. A friend of mine were talking about, let's use this season, especially a lot of us are all working from home to not consume, but create. Mm. And so I, for me, it was about, man, I'm going to start on Instagram. I don't, I'm just going to do this because it's a hobby and I want to, and then that, that clarity of teaching people how to barbecue uh, became clear as the more I did it, I realized okay, this is no longer just a hobby that I, that fuels me up in my soul, but you know, it, I, I'm getting to meet people. So it started on Instagram. I started meeting people going all over the world, people, even in Oklahoma. Oh gosh, you're just in my backyard. So, you know, you're yeah. DMing people, you're learning people's stories, you're connecting in person occasionally. So yeah, it started on Instagram that grew, Instagram grew slowly, but my relationship grew rapidly. Uh, mm. To the point I started getting on Zooms um, in 2020 through 2021 with about five or six barbecue guys around the country, all different type of grills. And uh, our friend, a guy named Frank from Smoker Builder kind of brought a bunch of us together, all different backgrounds with barbecue and, and just, we would just talk barbecue and business. And, and that's, he's, he's one that really started helping me think about what's my why, like what. Yeah, like this goes beyond what's the what's the purpose beyond just this being a hobby and just posting pictures and videos for likes. Like, there's got to be something more to this. Uh, and so, I obviously, man, I captured that vision, especially being a ministry pastor. I, of course, like, yeah, well, what is your why am I doing this beyond just my hobby? Um, and so, for me, it be it, it became about people, and I want to connect with people obviously the basics of barbecue, but I want to connect with people and, and know people's stories. And, and if we can make the world a better place and it happens to be around a common love language called barbecue, even better. But that's where it all started. Instagram connected to a guy named Frank. And we started meeting weekly on zooms with a bunch of other guys. I got to learn a lot more about barbecue and business. And then that kind of just evolved. And then eventually through that call and those weekly calls, those guys challenged me to go, man, try beyond, uh, don't just get focused on one platform. 
what would it look like to make connections beyond that? And so then I I think the second one definitely was YouTube. Yeah. And my, and I'm not great at YouTube, but man, my first YouTubes were, oh gosh, you look back and go, oh my gosh, well, I did not know, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, right, right. <laughs> as far as the video aspect of it. Yeah. So you basically just stumbled into a barbecue mastermind is basically what you ended up having with those guys. Frank kind of set up a group of guys and you iron sharpens iron that thing yeah. and uh learn from each other and and while you you sit here today you know retelling a story that that sounds much like you were were gleaning uh that entire time i have to think that there was uh there was equal opportunity and there's probably guys in that group that uh equally are are saying that you were instrumental in, in their growth and uh and what happened in their their journeys as well oh absolutely it's really what set gave me a vision for, uh, what now I'll call a barbecue business. It really, that, that network, that mastermind group that you'd mentioned definitely began to set a tone to go, okay, I need to think about this a little bit differently. How do I use this for good and good purpose? So I'm not just wasting time, you know? So absolutely that's kind of, and to what you're seeing today. Yeah. That's where definitely where it started. So did your motto, did it come out of that time where you were challenged for your why was that like a direct result out of that it was it yeah, was it was really think about you know in business like you know who 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 is that can you describe your you know your customer you know mm-hmm. and who 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 is that and we did a bunch of exercise to determine and what that looks like uh you know who, who that person is what are they like and what you, what's the values behind that? So yeah, our, my less hate, more love, good barbecue, uh, came out of that, you know, and I knew the phrase less hate, more barbecue was out there. That, that phrase I started seeing, uh, around the, you know, the internet, but I felt like what was missing was the love piece. Yeah. You know, it's it, for me, it was like, it's not just about less hate and it's not just about barbecue. You know, so as now as you're hearing my story a little bit, that's why the love I, I wanted to pronounce the idea of love at a deeper level. Yeah, and that, and that comes just in this short time. The I think the, the desire for connection, the desire to know people's stories, uh, for it yes. to not be a just a one way street uh, for you, yep. where you're just you're just kind of throwing content out there and just letting it settle, but you're you're out there. Hopefully, uh, you know, your goal would be to engage, get to know people, uh, build trust yep. in that brand uh, where people yep. are looking, looking to you for just a positive perspective as well as great barbecue tips and tricks exactly. and, and that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, that, you know, and I'll, to be honest with you, I think I'm still on that journey of look, I think I've learned how to incorporate barbecue and my slowly and and you know, weave in my values more distinctly, but I'm still growing into how the barbecue and those values are, how those mesh well, like the faith aspect with it for me. Cause I don't, uh, yeah, I, I strike, I find I want to strike a good balance of what that looks like. So that's still, that part's still growing, but I think I'm taking strides in that. Yeah. What do you think that, you know, if you were able to just fast forward six months, a year, what, what's that perfect balance for you where you're able to use this platform to, to share your faith as well as 
you know, your, yeah. your love and passion for barbecue. What, what would that look like in a perfect world where you wouldn't lose followers, where you would have uh, tremendous influence and maybe more influence uh, because of it? Man, that's a great question. I think for me, what comes to mind are a few things. One, I, I, I want to be a person that someone feels safe. Uh, mm-hmm. Go, man, no matter what my background and religious beliefs are, I just got questions about how life and faith intersect, even mm-hmm. if we don't believe the same thing. A phrase I oftentimes use uh, with my community is, especially with the, those that are not on the journey spiritually, but have maybe interest is that our job is to, you know, absorb people's hostility through listening mm. so that we can allow God to to do a work in people's lives. And so I wouldn't just be in a, a person, you know, six months from now, someone comes to my channel or hears this podcast that I, I, it's a safe uh, person just to man, talk about life and barbecue things and, and just be that encouragement. Yeah. Uh, and so that's one personal goal. Uh, uh, from the business side and how that works, I do have some dreams. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll use this term because I think it's out there in uh, other industry when in, in the barbecue industry, but this concept of doing grills for good, I, I have some visions of how I want to take Bartlow's barbecue and do something beyond just teaching people how to barbecue. I want to also, I want Bartlow's Barbecue to be a platform that uh, teaches, connects people to organizations that are addressing issues in the world that matter, like food insecurity, mm. uh, you know, water insecurity, clean water insecurity, things yeah. like that. That really are. Uh, I've traveled the world in my job. I've been to third world countries. I've, I've been a lot of places uh, that don't have what the USA has and not as a shaming aspect, but just to go, when you get exposed to something now I'm responsible. Yeah. I've, I'm exposed to how the world is and now there's a responsibility. And so, uh, I think mother Teresa says it like that something like, you know, we all can't do great things, but we all can do great things with small love with great love. And so just figuring out what that aspect of what's your small thing you can do with great love. That's kind of what I'm trying to figure out with the barbecue. So for me, I want to, uh, my big dream with how those intersect is, man, what are ways I can help rally people to do things that may impact the world in a really positive way. Um, and, and I do it because it's out of my love for God and Jesus. Uh, but, no pressure to go. You need to get on that journey with me. If you want to great, but let's do something with our faith, put it to action. So that's kind of a dream. It's I've got some ideas of how like steps I want to take. So, but I'm still trying to realize exactly what that looks like. Are you still, uh, go ahead. Oh yeah. One idea I have is called grills for good where like we identify nonprofits that, um, you know, where there's food insecurity and we teach people how to grill, but then you donate the grill yeah, uh, so that they can learn how to keep on cooking in a, what they call a food desert. Um, and so those are a few kind of ideas of just how to, you know, bring awareness to some really great or agencies that are in a, a food insecure area, but yet, so tie in the grill, donate it, teach them how to use it. And then hopefully, that's just one little step towards uh, solving some issues in our world. I love that. Are you still 
are you still meeting with this group of guys or is it kind of like dissolved a little bit or? Great question. It's, it's dissolved, but we, we've talked about, we connect each of us individually still connect probably two or two or three of them. I have good, I've developed good friendships and our paths are connecting in different, still in the barbecue industry, but you, you kind of uniting and supporting each other's businesses. So two or three of them I'm, I'm connected to and supporting their businesses. Like one makes smokers and another has his own rub and seasoning. Um, and so that's connected us and I've gained a lot of wisdom from each of those guys, but yeah, try to elevate them as well in, in the industry. You, uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier that last fall for the first time ever you competed in barbecue. So what, what made you decide to do that? Uh, what, what was that thing that was like, Hey, I've, I've got to go do this. (laughs) That's a great question. You know, I, I, two, two things. One was I, I just am an entrepreneur. I like to try new things. And so now within this field of barbecue, I felt I, I just enjoy new things. So that's one reason. But the other one is I want to continue to hone my craft in barbecue. Uh, uh, I just love learning. I love growing. I'm mm-hmm. a natural learner. And so I just thought, you know what? Bar- barbecue competition is a whole world for sure. It's complex. It's competitive. And what better way than just like get a humble pie in a barbecue competition figure out what you don't know yeah, uh, and, and learn some things. And so that was the motivation It's like, I want to learn more barbecue skills. I want to learn better knife, you know, you know, uh, you know, Trimming my knife skills and knives. Yep. That, exactly. I think like, I still have so much. To, you watch my videos going, Hey, this guy could teach me some basics for sure, but I'm not perfect. So I want to yeah. keep on growing. I can help people along, you know? Yeah. How, how did you do? How'd you do in your competition? Uh, we, there was four categories. Um, I, if I remember right, there was brisket, there was chicken, ribs, and uh, pork. And we placed, uh, so there was about 45 teams, I think. And we, out of the four, we placed in one and we got eighth in brisket and be- beat out two of the my favorite barbecue restaurants in Oklahoma City. <laughs> nice. At least that day. Uh, yeah. And won some money. So that definitely, you know, you you kind of got the bug that you hear your name called at the end on Saturday and you're like, just, you know, having a pretty awesome moment. Um, my, and so I did that with my brother, his name's Brad. He's also on Instagram called Oki barbecue. So we did that together with our call my barbecue mentor, Frank, he came yeah. down his trailer, his drums and a few things. And we did that one together. And so caught the bug. Uh, it's an expensive, that's an expensive hobby. So I don't know yeah. how often we'll do it, but we're definitely committed to do our local one just so we can kind of stay, uh, you know, at, you know, stay in that groove of connecting and networking, but also growing our skills. And I think we'll probably even do some barbecue classes, uh, competition classes and learn some from some of those grand champs, you know, out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, if, if folks follow you, they uh, they know that you are a, a Kamado Joe guy, uh, yep. which uh, which I am as well. I, I cook on uh, Kamado Joe as well. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what uh, just what made you choose Kamado Joe and uh, just kind of for those that don't know that that smoker or that grill, because it's really not a smoker, yep. Um, yep. you know, what uh, 
what's special or what what draws you to it and keeps you coming back uh, to that Kamado Joe? No, that's a great question. When I was looking for a um, a barbecue grill, as you heard in the early in the podcast, I was I, I was exposed to Big Green Egg. I mean, that was kind mm-hmm. of a national brand, an international brand. So I was going in initially thinking, oh, I'll probably just get a Green Egg. But as you uh, are learning, I'm a researcher. So I started researching, okay, if I'm going to do a ceramic grill, I'm gonna, I, I probably should just know what's out there. So I started researching all the different ones out there, came across Kamada Joe just through my research. And after doing a lot of research, what I liked about Kamada Joe is how much they innovate the variety of grills, obviously very similar to Big Green Egg, but, um, but they are always, they were always innovating. They had a lot of different accessories and then they had that airlift hinge. Yep. And so I was like, oh gosh, I'll be honest. When I first was recent, I was like, man, that airlift hinge is a game changer for someone does it, you know, won't have to worry about that. Muscle that thing up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's kind of what won me over. I mean, obviously the price point's similar, so it really wasn't, uh, although you can get a cheaper ceramic grill outside of Big Green Egg in Kamado Joe, there's definitely cheaper entry options now, but I wanted ceramic, something that I thought one-time investment, last a lifetime. And then, so, but it was the innovation that really won me over. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you, you've kind of established a relationship with them, I think at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I'm uh, an ambassador. I think they call them fire squad members. So yeah, yeah. I'm an ambassador for them. And, uh, just got, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, this, there's nothing in it for me, but the, they just came out with a brand new, uh, grill. Tell us uh, a little bit about that and what your first experience, uh, you've yeah. had a few cooks under your belt now, I think. Yeah, I have. It's called the connected Joe and it's like the automated kind of digital uh charcoal gr- uh, ceramic grill uh it has essentially two modes there's more that to it than this but just the simple way to explain it is you got kind of the digital automatic mode that allows you to fire this thing up uh on its own i mean you still throw in charcoal but it's got an automatic fire starter where the heat source is coming from the bottom uh a kind of a firing and then it's a digital display that allows you to control temperature. It's got a built-in fan from the back, and it pretty much is a kind of true set it and forget it uh, charcoal grill. Now we use that term a lot in uh, you know uh, pellet you know industry set it mm-hmm. and forget it. But uh, when you know how to manage a Kamado Joe, uh, it, it it really is set, set it and uh, set it and forget it kind of experience, even without the digital features. Right, but that's. Part one of the experience for Commando Joe's new Connected Joe is that it's the kind of the digital uh, experience that allows you to kind of control everything from your app and the display. And then it's got the classic mode, which if someone doesn't want all the cool features, you don't have to turn anything on, dump charcoal and control it with regular events settings that you're used to. And you can do it in classic mode. Uh, so th- those are the two main features. There's a, a lot more features to it, but yeah. those are the kind of two distinctives that makes it different. And the price point is like right under $1,700. So it's cheaper than a brand new classic three grill. Uh, although there's you know pros and cons, uh, the classic three is a lot taller and you get mm-hmm. like four inches taller and, and it's not digital, but that's kind of the, the 30,000 foot view of the the new connected Joe, but yeah, I've done like probably 10 to 15 cooks on it now. 
Nice. Uh, that's you videos on my channel and on Kamana Joe uh, on it as well. But I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm, I know there's a lot of different opinions. You know, it, you get into any forum on any grill, there's going to be haters yes. and there's going to be lovers. And I just, you know, I'm just one of those, I'm very optimistic person. I just, I, I laugh at the haters, not because I make fun of them. I'm just like, there's just more important things in life. Uh, but I appreciate your opinion. Uh, we all got them. So, um, yeah. but I, I'm a, I, being a dad of young kids and married, I see the value of both and that's what's cool about the connected Joe is if you're a true, true purist man, just then you can use it as a classic mode, right? Mode and you're good. And then if you get lazy and, or you you're tight, but you want to barbecue then it, yeah, it's still utilize those other features that makes your life easier. Why not? Well, I think it was really smart for, uh, for Kamado Joe to do it. Uh, loco, uh, just came out with a kind of their kettle uh, version of this. It's a charcoal that's got an automated, uh, you know, fire starter and 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 all that and and digital controls. Uh, I think it's it's the answer for those that are into the live fire cooking uh, right. to to the pellet grills. Uh, you know, for me, the pellet grills are, you know, they're they're great because it lets, like you said, folks that just don't have the time to kind of watch something, babysit something. And I think they've sure. done a great job of just getting people out grilling and cooking and making it easy. And if Kamado Joe can do the same thing, if Loco can do the same thing, more people out grilling, I think it's great. Uh, man, that's a hundred percent the perspective I'm at, man. That's one of the reasons why, another reason why I love all the variety of grills they have, because there's multiple on ramps into Kamado style cooking mm -hmm. that doesn't break the bank, you know? For yeah. a little taste of it. Yeah, for sure. Now, did I see a post recently that said you're, you've got a rub coming out? Is that? Yeah, I, I've been working on this for a few years. Um, and, you know, uh, especially, again, coming out of that little mastermind group, uh, kind of got inspired with like a long-term vision. And so I've just been doing a lot of R&D behind the scenes. And, you know, and I part of it is... Um, you know, just like, you know, just the, as this brand is growing, just another way of just kind of finding unique ways to connect with people and also grow the business that, mm -hmm. that also supports the family too. Um, not, it's not my primary income, but just ways that I can continue to, uh, you know, we call it, my family call it being a diligent earner. Like it's important mm -hmm. to be a good steward. So finding unique resources, other ways to bring income in for the family, uh, which I'll, Overall, our family, besides just, you know, supporting your own family, we want to continue to be givers. And so this is another way for us to bring income so that we can also give away. So, but yeah, new, new rub launching, hopefully not exact date, but um, goal is May 1st. It should be arriving next week. It's called Sweet Red Dirt. Happy to announce the name. Yeah. Uh, wanted something that was kind of true to where I'm from. Um, and so this is kind of a sweet and a heat uh, ingredients coming together something that's more like an all-purpose seasoning and rub that's good on chicken, you know, pork and steak. I really love it on chicken, uh, particularly, uh, but it's good on pork and, 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 and beef as well. Love it. Now, uh, that will be available at Bartlow's barbecue.com. Is that right? Right. Yeah. I'm capturing people's email right now. I'm transitioning my current website. That'll still be the URL to, to not that you guys care to like Shopify so I can help integrate everything. 
uh, and manage uh, all the orders. So yeah, but that will be the website, bartlow'sbarbecue.com will be the home base to find merch, barbecue t-shirts and rubs or one rub right now, but Hope got uh, some, some vision. Yeah. Get, That's great. Get this one. Oh, I've got some more ideas for rubs and maybe even a sauce down the road. Cool. Well, I love that phrase, uh, being a diligent earner for your family. That's, uh, I've never heard that. I don't think, uh, so I, I love that phrase. So tell me a little bit about, uh, about your family. Yeah. So, uh, again, born and raised here in Oklahoma city, been married for 15 years to my beautiful wife, Brooke, and we've got two, uh, daughters, uh, Faith and May, and they're kindergarten uh, and uh, fourth grade right now. Nice. So uh, they'll be starting first grade and in, in, uh, fifth grade next year. So that's um, kind of a, the Bartlow family. And yeah, home base is Oklahoma City. And that's kind of. I knew there a was a bit. reason uh, that I liked you. We're both uh, girl dads. You know, we've. Uh, girl dads, and you know yeah. it. I've. We, we, we kept going. We have four girls. So, oh my uh, God. yeah, I can't believe you're, you're still standing, man. That's amazing. No, I'm still standing <laughs> because, because God knew that I couldn't handle boys. Uh, and when I'm Same around, here. when I was around like a family and, uh, and they had boys, two, three-year-old boys, like I, I wouldn't have made it past <laughs> their third birthday. Like they were wide open, <laughs> crazy, like, no. The, the Lord knew. It's true. Girls, uh, uh, at least the season of the age I'm at right now, it's, they, they are unique. Definitely. The energy level is definitely there. Yeah. Drama's there. Sweetness is there. Um, but it's definitely a different type of energy with boys. When we're to your point, hanging out with oh, other friends, yeah. it's like another level of, yep. of energy. Yep. I would not trade it at all at all. Yeah. Uh, how'd you we meet your wife? So we met at, in college, um, long story short, we, we, uh, she gave me the friend card in college, but that's where we met with we fraternity <laughs> sorority is how we met. And I remember telling my best friend at a, uh, a fraternity party on my very first night, uh, of college, I just met my wife and, and I pursued her, but not in a creepy way. Um, good. Okay. All right. Years. Yeah. But she gave me the friend card. And it took her a while to kind of realize. Did she have these good. printed up or uh, like, like <laughs> you're just a friend? You're, you're like, or, <laughs> it would have been next level. Uh, I may have been, uh, she would have probably destroyed me in my heart if she actually gave me a card. No, it was just the bearable kind of like, eh, you know, if we can hang out as friends um, kind of thing, you know, asked her out a few times. But it was whenever I moved to Chicago, we started doing the distance uh, dating. Uh, you know, I came back. Uh, and we connected over coffee, uh, after I moved away and maybe it's the whole distance grows your heart kind of thing phrase. Um, okay. so that's how we, we met in college. So we've known each other for, gosh, we've been married for 15 years, but we've known each other since we were 18. Nice. Well, very cool. Well, um, you know, we don't, we don't make this podcast a lot about, uh, technicalities and, and, uh, you know, what's your, are you fat cap up or down? You know, uh, those, those are important questions. Sometimes they naturally come up, but this, you know, this podcast is about just connecting, learning somebody's story, hearing what their, their journey is. And, and hopefully, uh, folks can find some inspiration. I, I know that I already have uh, here today with you. One thing that I do like to ask folks, uh, when I remember, cause I just recorded a podcast last week and I was like, ah, I didn't ask, uh, Susie Bullock this question. Uh, but, um, 
I would, you know, because I think this is something people can kind of take. Uh, it's relatively easy to understand or, or to kind of describe. <laughs> but if you're going to go out this this weekend on Saturday and you're just going to say, uh, hey, we're, we're making ribs. Like what's kind of your just kind of talk through what's what's Scott's kind of go to technique uh, for, for ribs. Yeah. What, what, what kind of rib guy are you? Man, that's great. Uh, in this season, I'm a three hour rib guy. Yes. So uh, let's start there. I'm a three hour rib guy, especially on the Kamada Joe, but I think most smokers can pull this recipe or this strategy down pretty pat. I, um, so we'll start there. I'm definitely a three hour rib guy. I'm going to get, um, uh, kind of the St. Louis cut, you know? Um, and then from there, I, you know, I'll, I'm, I, I can go either way, but I typically like to remove uh, the, uh, the membrane. The membrane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but you could score it uh, if that's something you enjoy. Uh, and then from there, uh, I typically will throw on mustard as a binder, throw on uh, now my barbecue seasoning. Yes, uh, plug it. Yeah, your, red dirt. Yeah. Uh. Your, uh, your favorite or make it, you know, SPG uh, as a start. Always, always recommend people start with SPG if you're new to barbecue and learn your palate and then begin to add it you know, ingredients after, after that. So you can start figuring out what you actually enjoy, but mm-hmm. SPG is the base. And then salt, from there, pepper, garlic, salt, pepper, garlic. Mm-hmm. If you're very oh, new. Thank, yes. Thank you. Yes, exactly. So that's a good, and I like to use, you know, coarse ground pepper or 16 mesh pepper yep. uh, because, because it's, it's a little thicker, it's going to stick. And I'm a kosher salt kind of uh, guy and salt brining is oftentimes something the night before I'll do. Uh, as well to help pull out the moisture, but sucks it right back in to make it more tender the next day. It's another tip that I have found I enjoy. So that process, three hours, 275 on the grill, maybe even 300, but it's okay if it kind of fluctuates between 270 to to 300, kind of get that number kind of gets you two, three hours, pretty nice. From there, um, I really, um, I like to smoke it with pecan wood, but I recommend finding, this is where it gets fun, uh, I think, is finding the wood that's uh, really well known in your region Mm. and start learning, you know, what is popular. So I, you know, when I started first starting, I started reaching out to a lot of barbecue joints in Oklahoma going, what wood do you use? And that's where I I Mm. found out pecan is something that was really and I'm a big post oak wood guy, but I started switching or even kind of integrating pecan and oak together a little bit. So I would choose your wood. Uh, I, I would do pecan on, on the ribs. And then from there, uh, I would smoke it for uh, an hour. And after the bar, uh, the rub is set, then I would spritz it uh, probably with either water, water, apple cider vinegar. This is where you get creative as well. Yeah, you for sure. It doesn't matter, but find a liquid um, as well. And then once we kind of hit that 180 mark, and really I'm looking for that mahogany tone as seen like, okay, now the the ribs have kind of congealed together. It's start, you can see the bark starting to set. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I like to foil boat. Some people like to butcher paper, but I like to foil boat. Uh, I believe there's a lot of people that claim that method, but I think the most popular, um, if you can help me remember, Joe, is, um, isn't it 
Chud's Barbecue. I think that yeah, either yep. started it or made it famous. Can't remember, but I've I've definitely gravitated to that um, method of foil boating it, mainly because it speeds up the cook, but also it captures all the renderings of liquids that you might want to do. So at this point, whenever I foil boat it, I, I picked up something from uh, my competition experience this this first time um, from my buddy Frank. And so if you ever get into competition, you might use this. So I like to use, um, I've always done the brown sugar slices of butter. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but I've been using um, tiger sauce, which is kind of a, a type of um, hot sauce mixture mm-hmm. uh, on top of the ribs on the mm. top, on the heat side and bone side. So that's, okay. I'll do that during the uh foil boat method and then essentially take it until it's probe tender but last 30 minutes glaze it with your favorite sauce yeah and go over another 15 minutes maybe let it rest for 15 minutes slice it and you're ready to go yeah i i love i love that three hour technique i love uh what that uh, that bite is that bite through it's it's not fall off the bone there's some integrity yep. to that but such uh, you can get a lot of flavor uh in that three hours for sure hundred uh, percent. Love that. Uh, and for those that don't know that kind of that foil boating technique, a lot of folks, you know, wrapping in foil, totally Texas crutch is kind of what that, uh, would be called. The, the foil boat is basically what it sounds like. It's going to be an open, open air foil situation where you're just kind of building a little boat, setting that rib in it, uh, or whatever protein you're cooking, brisket, pork shoulder, whatever it is. Uh, and That's it right. also, I think allows for some additional, air that keeps that that bark set versus that bark getting kind of uh like moist and mushy soggy yeah uh yeah love it that's uh totally totally support that well uh we always kind of finish with a a similar set of questions uh for everyone uh here at the end so these uh these should turn out to be a little easier for you scott you've done really well uh you know giving you a pretty good grade so far the way you've answered your questions you you can you can be proud of your wife you can tell your wife you did good work today uh, so uh we uh you know obviously may the smoke be with you it's a it's a nod to to star wars and barbecue kind of combining two two loves of mine i uh, grew up as a huge star wars fan uh are you a star wars fan is is one oh question. my gosh yes i'm a star wars fan and although it's not your your thing but i'm also a star trek fan but yes okay love star all right wars. i didn't ask that uh at all <laughs> I, so <laughs> um oh. now uh in the star wars canon i don't want to know what your favorite star trek movie is i want to know what your favorite <laughs> star wars movie is Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Uh, you know, I, I, I do love the classic, uh, the classics. Um, so it would be the Jedi, the return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, would be a great classic. Uh, but I, I don't hate some of the new ones. Um, somebody, even the spinoffs, I'm trying to think of na- one of the spinoffs that I really enjoyed, uh, like rogue one or solo or, you know, like solo and rogue yeah. one. I really enjoyed those as well, but yeah, yeah you, I, I really enjoy the classics as well. Okay. Do you have a, a favorite character uh, that you, you kind of resonate with or that resonates with you? Oh, man. I, I would obviously, everyone probably says Yoda. I mean, I love. No, I love, no, no. everybody yeah, doesn't no, say. I love Yoda. And then, uh, you know, with the, the new Star Wars series on uh, CBS or whatever, Disney, um, the Mandalorian, what's the baby yeah. Yoda? Yeah, yeah. Um, Gro- Grogu, yeah. Rogu, that's probably yeah. the current favorite in the family right now. Yeah. We love oh, so cute, so cute. He's cute. 
and he's yeah. got the cool superpowers, you know. Yeah, for sure. For he's sure. learning all the all of his techniques right now. <laughs> Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? Uh, we don't. Uh, all right. So, what what kind of music do you listen to? What, what's it? What? I'm a country fan. I, I listen to anything, but country is definitely I just love country music. Um, so, growing, up, probably growing up Oklahoma, so are you kind of like a George Strait kind of guy, or or Florida Georgia line? I like both, honestly. Okay, uh, I, I do. I like Red Dirt music, not because of my rub. I also love some of Red Dirt music, but yeah, I love the traditional classics, um, like you just mentioned uh, there, like Brad Paisley, uh, Blake Shelton, all those guys. But there's even some Red Dirt bands out there that I enjoy as well. Cool. Uh, so uh, if you're uh, if you're out there grilling, uh, what what are you, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Well, honestly, probably uh, I don't do a lot of drinking, but I'll do uh, drink water. Doc is a pop. I'll drink a Sprite. Um, you know what? The, that's probably something I'd be I'd be drinking out there. What's coffee? A, but really not what, that late. What's, what's <laughs> Doc? Is that like a Dr yeah. Pepper knockoff? Is that kind of? Yeah, it's 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 kind of a cherry coke, non-calorie, uh, kind of non, uh, not non-calorie, but non-sugar uh, based, um, kind of a Pepsi, um, and it's a partnership I hooked up with years ago. And honestly, I really became a fan of the taste. And I'm not really a a pop drinker. I really yeah. just tried water and coffee, honestly, but I kind of liked it. They and so we've been we partnered up for a few years. So not meaning to be a product placement, but I genuinely like drinking it um so I, that's actually what's in my backyard refrigerator right now would be dock and water uh and okay. some other girly drinks cool <laughs> hey real quick we've got uh probably two more questions uh it, it, notifications do they turn back on uh i just got like some really high-pitched dings or something oh uh, i thought i thought it was off that just apologize no 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 you're good man no worries Okay. Well, we're almost sure done. That... You, you're, you're doing great. Oh, thanks. I hope, yeah, I'm hoping it's off. Okay. All right. Uh, well, so this, this is a tough one for barbecue folks, uh, especially I think folks that come from a, a region with a, a rich history. But if, if you were forced to really only cook one, cook and eat only one type of regions barbecue, like what, Boy. what region would you, would you cook? You know, because we're going to say, you know, North Carolina, you know, yeah. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas City, Memphis. Yeah. Um, if, where would you? I'm going to take Oklahoma off the list. Yeah, that's an obvious, like, uh, you know, cook cook that. But I love Carolina-based. Um, I love Carolina pulled pork. I mean, okay. I love it. I, I, You'll see that a lot on my channel. I do a lot of Carolina ribs, Carolina uh, and I'm more of a vinegar based than I am mustard based. So okay. I love the, I don't know if that's just my palate. I just love the vinegar based. So I would say Carolina barbecue is one I cook a lot because I just love the flavors. Yeah. Otherwise, second, uh, otherwise second runner up besides Oklahoma, definitely be your traditional Texas style for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, you Hill know, country just, barbecue. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is there a time, uh, kind of when things all went wrong for you, like a, a really bad barbecue blooper that you have? <laughs> well, you know, I shared one early on the podcast when I was just getting started, you know, um, I, with my roommate, I, I think it was 
I think I was making brisket and I just completely, maybe his ribs, but I, I burnt it. I, it was dry. And, but I was, pr- what I did, when you don't know what you don't know, I was like proud of myself. And then right. he was like, that sucked. That was horrible. And you're like, oh, okay. yeah, it was horrible. And I was like, you're right. This is horrible. Um, but that was the one in the beginning, probably, you know, current mistakes. Um, you know, it'd probably just be like, you know, drop still occasionally you, you drop things, you know, um, in the grill yeah. or like you're trying to grab something and it, it falls off the grate into the charcoal and you're like, crap, you know, like that still happens occasionally where you're in a rush and you're not paying attention. Uh, especially whenever, you yeah. know, I'm recording, it happens, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the producer, you're the, you're doing it all. And you're like, oh gosh, so yeah. much happening. So that's probably, but yeah, I've, yeah. Do I, it's rare that I under or overcook steaks, but that still ha- sometimes happens depend if I'm depending on the, the day, if I'm not paying attention or something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess bonus question uh, how do your daughters like their steak done? <laughs> this is awesome. So they they actually are completely comfortable with doing medium rare, which is I'm really proud. Oh, that's you know, and there's no shame in what I really am a fan of. No matter what you like is sure. really what matters. But I did a video a few years ago where I um, did a blind taste test with them, gas versus charcoal, and they both guessed it right. Charcoal. They both knew which one was charcoal. So that was, that made me proud, but they also, uh, their favorite thing for me cook besides steak is they love chicken wings. Um, and they love pork chops. So those are kind of common things I'm cooking on the grill for the girls. Well, you are, uh, you are doing a good work there. Train up a child in a way they will go. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the Lord's work is what you're doing there, Scott. Uh, you're, you're yeah, doing it well. I love it. Well, hey, uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time uh, today. Uh, I don't take that for granted. Thanks for being with us here today. Uh, Please go out, follow Bartlow's Barbecue across all the media uh, outlets or uh, social media outlets, uh, and as well as you can pick up his new Red Dirt Rub there out on his website at Scott Bartlow's Barbecue, or just bartlowsbarbecue.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Joe. Awesome being here. Thanks so much. All right. Until next time, guys, may the smoke be with you. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.